back to the shed, everybody. You know, it's really going to be pretty much our Christmas episode. So we hope you are preparing to have a great Christmas if you celebrate that. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're going to have a great time of year, whether you celebrate that particular event or not. We don't have a lot of actual Christmas-related content to talk about here in the episode, but just know that we'll be feeling very much that way all the way through this conversation about what we hate, what makes us angry, things we wish weren't going on, but we'll still be feeling Christmassy the whole time. So here we go. I haven't been very angry about Christmas. Normally it's just annoying November 1st or even earlier, you show up in the store and there they all are and you think, ah, come on. But why is it this year? Is it just because I'm old and I don't give a shit anymore? Well, I don't know. I think maybe it's because there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah, weird year too. Oh yeah, more things to be angry at than yeah. uh, there you go. Uh, I did have a couple of bursts though when Costco put up their Christmas decorations before Halloween no, had even that's been not celebrated. Right. That is awful, horrible. It's, but it's true, they did. I know. And I just think, come on, come on. I got a lot of stuff going on. I don't need every button I own pushed by marketing guys to sell stuff even earlier. Come on. And, oh, we got an invoice from Minna Horn. Yes, we've had uh, we've had a number of invoices for various services that who knew we were even subscribed to. We're big users of Norton 360 security, huge. We've had a number of emails advising us that they've automatically withdrawn. Actually, we had three in one day for the same product, three different amounts. They were saying that... Had been withdrawn. Yeah, $220.67. And another one was $413. Another one, you're like, what are they saying? They send you an email and, you know, it's from somebody. And it says, well, your subscription to Norton 360 Security is up this year. So we have automatically taken X dollars out of your account. Contact us if you'd like to upgrade or have any questions. Oh, one of those things. All just intended to get you to, yeah, you know. And like I said, in one day, we got three different ones for the same product from three different people with three different amounts that they had ostensibly taken from uh, apparently a really deep bottomless pile of money that we have someplace that none of us know about. (laughs) They don't ever send to say we're going to cancel it because that gets nothing. Please. Yeah. It's, It's clever. It's new. Yeah. It's fresh out of Nigeria. I think that's racist skin. No, it's the Nigerian monarchy scam I'm referring to. It's a clever historical <laughs> reference. It's not racist. It's not racist because it's you're saying it's a fact that Nigerians can't be trusted. Is that your <laughs> like what is like let's hear more about this? <laughs> Actually it would be kind of interesting to see what how did these things start? Who was the first guy that thought of that? Why did they set it in Nigeria? Is it just because they needed a country that had had a giant revolutionary change in government form? Is that why it was set there? Like the premise is there's a pant load of money that somebody wants to get access to. And if you just help them, they'll give you a cut. Well, it's not just set there actually. Like I, I read a tale of someone who actually traveled to Nigeria to try and you know meet the people that were doing this oh and it was in nigeria oh. and and it was extremely dangerous they realized afterwards that they were putting their lives into their hands like the people that are doing this are not just fun kind oh they're gentle. not just 
acne teenagers. Uh, no, no. Nigerian no. gangsters. Yeah, gangsters, yeah. Probably have AK-47s. Do they? Yeah, maybe they snap their, maybe they suck their teeth and snap their collars and crack their necks a lot. Yeah. So I think it comes more from rough uh, financial circumstances in the country. It's kind of like Somalians have a thing for uh, piracy on the open seas. Of course, they're positioned for it, I guess, is part of it too. But yeah, the crackling fire. Haven't had that for quite a while, except for the last uh, two episodes. I wonder oh, if my oh. toque is too tight. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> is it because are you having problems hearing now? No, no, I'm, I'm experiencing a mild headache right here. And maybe it's the hat. Could be that. The There's phones. a lot of layers there. Crazy. I don't know what's going on. You guys want to do listener mail? <laughs> sure. I could have sworn. What a miracle. You mean you've actually prepared? Oh, yeah, I'm always ready. Uh, okay. I'm ready. Hey, moi. I mean, I'm dying to have, to have listener mail. As long as it's real listener mail and not Just all about up. our subscription to Norton 360. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lee from Courtney writes about episode 125, Foosball Dogs. Hi, dogs. I so agree with RJ about New York City. It is a marvelous place to be in. And, of course, we heard about KJ's trip there a couple weeks back. She goes on to say, the last time I was there was 2005 for eight days, and I could have stayed 80. Every block tells a story. Every area from Battery Park to Harlem reminds you of a song, a movie, or a TV show. There's no way you cannot feel groovy when you see the sign for the 59th Street Bridge. Walking across the Brooklyn Bridge on the pedestrian level, taking a tour around Manhattan on the water, riding the subway up to Riverside or out to Coney Island, taking the free, yes, free ferry to Staten Island. It's all wonderful. And that doesn't even touch on the theaters, the restaurants, and the architecture. If KJ hasn't already gone, spoiler alert, he's already gone, I truly hope he decides to take those extra few days after the Screen Actors Guild event and just explore. Manhattan is a fabulous walking city. And then when KJ is back home, he needs to update his Wikipedia page. Besides Schmigadoon, I'm pretty sure he's got more appearances on TV and in film since 2019. Your fans await. I don't have very many. If, oh. like, I might have one or two that aren't on there. Well, I got two remarks there. No wonder you wanted to get to listener mail since the first thing that happens is somebody agrees with you. So Lee from Courtney, note to you, it's time to write in one where you call him an idiot. That's, we're well overdue for that. What PJ is referring there is the uh, first sentence. I yeah. so agree with RJ yeah. about New York City. Yeah, I'm tired of people writing in to say they so agree with you. And the other thing is I kind of, I'm just all the way through that note, which was a delightful note, by the way. I'm picturing Mary Tyler Moore throwing her beret into the air. Who can turn the world on with, the, you know, it's all there for us. Was that New York? No, it was Minneapolis or something. Oh, that's right. Some that's godforsaken right. place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Twin Cities. Sue and I were there. We went and found her statue. Did you? Of her throwing her hat in the did air. Did you really? Absolutely. Cool. Way to go. That's fun. Well, I got to say that Lee from Courtney did quite a lot on her eight days but I guess if you're not consumed with theater and shows, you can do that. But, yeah, you know, the fairies and the this and the that, I mean. Yeah, Sue and I did often two to three main 
things per day, you know, like get up, get breakfast and then head out and then come back for a little nap or something and then head out again. And yeah. yeah. Well, if I ever go, I'll, I'll take her advice, write a book around New York in 80 days, you know, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, by me, not Jules Verne. <laughs> It's a great skin. That was, that was pretty low flying. Oh, no, listeners are just <laughs> cracking champagne right now. Falling about themselves. Claire from the Wisdom App team says, Hi, I'm writing for the last time. Not Claire. Cutting us off? To formally invite oh. you to be a top mentor on the Wisdom App. We're going to have to pass on that one, Claire. Oh, man. I was so dying to be a mentor on the Wisdom App. And I, we got... I, is did, that an invite to you personally or to the Shed Dogs? It's to the Shed Dogs. Sheddy Shed Shed Dogs. Yeah. We could have been mentoring people on the Wisdom app. What happened? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's our business guy. He just let that one was slide. The, was the ball dropped? You know, Claire <laughs> writes us a nice note saying, uh, sorry, last chance, and here he's reading it. Clearly <laughs> oh, no action. Oh, wait a minute. I think we should do this. She says, because I value your time, I'll grant you 500 mentor coin. Oh, Wow, five hundred mentor coin. Maybe we can oh. buy. Maybe we can buy EFTs with that. Yeah, or maybe we can buy pointy hats, like well, <laughs> virtual pointy hats. You know, so we can have our uh, our little avatars have pointy hats on them for five hundred mentor coins. That's it for listener mail. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks, Lee, Claire. You know, not quite so much, but Lee, thank you. Anyway, I went, I'm, I'm just going to, I went to the Canucks last night. Oh, you did? Live. Whoa, and it was an exciting game too. It was? I was, well, I was commenting to Sue, I bet you it's pretty exciting to be there right now because it seemed like, you know, the Canucks got a lot of shots on Ned. It seemed like actually they it, were playing for a change. Yeah, it did look in the highlights like Fleury was the difference. And uh, I got to say the light show is incredible. It really is. They play that, the bright lights of film, you know, the, the into the future, you know, the, the kid and the, the arena has been devastated and all the players are gearing up to be superheroes. And, um, you haven't, haven't seen that? I've never heard of what you're talking about. Oh, it's a four minute, uh, so this is before the game starts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they played the first one and it says season 52 episode one. It's starting now, right? So that's the end of the film. So they do, last night it's wow. season 52, episode 10, I guess. Or, wow. Has it only been 10 games? I don't know, probably. 10, ho- ten home games, anyways. Oh, maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, incredible. So, so, so every game you get a new episode? No, 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 no. It, just the number is changed, uh, but okay. you get the same film. But it's, it's a really high, high production values. But the um, lighting guy is doing lights in the arena to match the film. They're also projecting a a fuzzy projection of the film onto the ice. So you, you can't really quite tell, but it, it, the the light matches what's on the screen and whole mood of the arena changes as the scenes change. I just thought it was incredible, but that guy's got to be really freaking busy because they're, the lights are just going all the time. Well, you know, especially between plays, but sometimes there's even shit going on when the plays are going on. Do you think it's just a button that presses a pre-recorded set of light 
uh, there's probably a lot of that, but no, he's he's winging it a, a lot. I'm pretty sure, depending on what's going on, right? Because they have these little announcements, and yeah, they had a little uh, mini midget game or something where the whole teams go out. Yeah, with the kids. Yeah, God, what it's just fun. So anyway. back in the day, it was the organ player, and now it's organ player still there, right? And and a DJ who you get to actually see. They show him it's Terry somebody, the DJ, who we uh, I'm pretty sure we saw outside, which was odd because we got to um, Abbott and right at the corner of the stadium there, wherever Abbott is, and there's a protest uh, for the wet sweatin', and they're going to do a die-in. And I'm thinking, and there's only about... I don't know, 30 people involved. They're being fairly quiet. They're just drumming when we come up. But I thought, I said to, I went with Dylan. I said, uh, there's more cops here than there are protesters. And so we just hung around. And they're doing their drum thing. But Terry, the DJ, is 40 feet away in this little trailer thing. And he's just pumping out the tunes. And I'm t- Dylan's going... How can they not get affected by Terry the DJ with their, you know, the wet sweat and drums? Anyway, um, as we're standing there, the some young lady gets on the, the mic and says, is complaining about climate change and how much money the government's given to oil. And then we notice the police start to do a little, well, that's a 10-4, you know, touching the radios, and they start to do a little surround thing and think, oh... What's going on here? Then she announced a, a die-in. So everybody just lays down. And shortly after that, RCMP on a megaphone say, um, you cannot uh, block public roads, you know, without, I don't know if he said without permits, I could sort of barely hear. Are they really blocking anything? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're blocking that whole intersection. Okay. Like the cops said, I think you can sort of turn at one place. They They certainly had half the intersection. But so the people all lie down and, they come out with this announcement. <laughs> she counted and she said 21 people died. And then as soon as the cops start saying, you can be arrested for blocking traffic. Well, we lost uh, 75% of those lying down, but some stayed. And I don't know, uh, we left shortly after that. But I thought, well, that's interesting, you know. Get the crowd who's coming into the hockey game. People who were hooting and hollering. People trying to ignore it all. Those would be Vancouver City cops, I guess, eh? Yeah. Y- yes. Yes, yes, even though the protesters were complaining against uh, the RCMP at the... Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, back to the game. It's interesting how quiet it is compared to the mic'd experience you get on TV. Just the puck to stick to... it, Like, it's really quite soft and... yeah. Gentle. Doink, doink. Because the sound just goes off into all that space. And uh, even the crunchies into the boards don't seem to be quite as violent compared to tv i did miss john and john of course the that's what makes it so exciting right those guys are making it exciting because i'm just we're just watching and the crowd goes ooh, you know and they it's yeah all natural reactions and but still, it's hard. And we were in the lower, I think it's the first time I ever sat in the lower bowl. Ooh, so you will have had an actual ability to see how fast those guys really are going. Oh, yeah. They Garland? just cooking. Garland's nuts. Holy shit, he can do some crazy little yeah. tiny moves, right? Yeah. Oh. But Petey Patterson was, hmm, 
He a looks little... a little bit lost. He looks like he needs a partner, like another Sedine, right? Yeah, he looks a little just... They're talking about his confidence and stuff. I don't know what it is, but there is something off with him. I don't know what... I hope he gets it back soon. He, yeah. he did show in the highlights. He had a couple highlights where he managed to tee up shots and stuff. But yeah. did was there any uh, chanting about green? I didn't see any, no. Okay. Or or signs. Of yeah. course, they wouldn't show signs, probably. Well, you just, would you notice them in the... Yeah, yeah. we didn't see them close and to us. RJ, for your benefit in case, I know you're fully on top of this. <laughs> yeah. It's particularly your deep knowledge of the uh, new franchise drafting rules. Yeah. That, that was impressive. <laughs> but in Vancouver... <laughs> They've had a terrible go, and there's talk about getting rid of the coach uh, or the manager or oh, yeah, both. Yeah. And if, for a while there, there was chants in the arena. You know, green must go, green must like green, that's is green the coach? He's the coach, yeah. Yeah, that's really bad, right? For the players, for everybody, that's really Ooh, bad. I, didn't, I never heard those. Yeah, but they last night, like you said, they kind of showed up. They they showed some real life. I do think. Like they, I think they hit five or six posts, a whole yeah, yeah, bunch yeah. of posts. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. It's better. It's better than not hitting posts. So, what are the owners' names again? Aquilinis. So, why don't they say Aquilinis must go? Oh, because there's probably not exactly a whole bunch of uh, a, a deep agreement that he's the problem. I think he is. A See, huge the great amount. thing about not being deep into hockey is. I don't have to care about any of the details to know that if a team loses a lot over decades, ultimately it's the ownership. Yeah, I, you I could agree. talk in detail about what has Green been doing and yep. uh, what did the GM do in terms of the trades and all that. At the end of it all, you go something's wrong with the team, and that's the owners. Yeah, I agree. Actually, so there's a it, salary cap. There's all kinds of stuff that ties it, the hands of the guys. But isn't it more Benning than Green though? Because of how because of he he brought all those players. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out at some point. Somebody will write an autobiography five years from now. And uh, uh, other things to report are the highlight of the evening. I got a ride home in a Tesla. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, There's there you the have highlight. it in a nutshell. The highlights. <laughs> the summary of the Canucks season. The highlight of a live game as a ride in a Tesla on the way home. <laughs> but it was something, man. Those are peppy little machines. Is that oh. a Model 3? I don't know. It's the $50,000 one. Yeah, that's yeah. the Model Is 3. The, yeah. the low end, right? Yeah. So who was driving? Simsy. Oh, Simsy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this sounds like one of the one of the examples of the reports you hear about how electric cars go through tires more quickly. Yeah. Sounds like this ride was part of the explanation. No, no, there wasn't any screeching of No, but good. boy. Yeah, but if it's really peppy, that's a lot of torque on those tires. Oh, man. Uh, but I was really surprised and of course, so quiet, but yeah. just mm, whoa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Snap the neck. Yeah, I was experiencing some electric car resentment again today, and yep. Sue oh just, yeah, Sue just plugs in. They're all so smug now. We, we get are. gas rationing, and all the Tesla guys are all. Yeah, well, your day's coming. Damn it! Oh, I don't care if no gas comes into the lower man. I'm all good. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to stay riding that wave too because <laughs> we're going to buy ourselves a generator as well. 
And, uh, so, What's it going to run on? Yeah. Oh, and is it going to run on your Tesla? No. Natural gas. <laughs> Piped right into the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what fun, what fun. Yeah, there's yes. a great big massive bridge over it right at Astoria, too. Yeah. Is Astoria the capital? Is that Oregon? It's Oregon. It's the kind of like the northern yeah. co- coast. Isn't that the boundary, actually, that it's bridge? the boundary, yeah, that bridge. Is. Yep. Oh. I've ridden across that bridge before. That's Ooh, something rebel. else. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was riding on uh, Highway 3 out <laughs> close to Sparwood one time, and I there was one of those, uh, back in the day, there would be one-way bridges on Highway 3 in certain spots. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I came down and was made of wood with wood cladding, had my bike and I was moving and I rode and the wheel fit perfectly in the cracks between the wood, just crunch. And that was it for that ride. Ooh. Did you just duff fully duff? Uh, I probably did. I can't remember what happened there, but I did remember I had to hitchhike back to Sparwood. I believe it was. Were you riding the Crescent? You know, it wasn't Highway 3, now that I remember. It was on the road between Sparwood and uh, Elkford. And yes, it was the Crescent. Yeah. And totally toasted one of my wheels. Yeah. And from then on, I uh, walked those bridges. Oh, those are scary. Those, yeah, those are scary. I haven't... Sometimes those are even scary in a vehicle because... Yeah. You're going going sideways. Oh, you know what's the worst for that is... uh, Bias ply tires, and you know they put that mesh on top of the wood sometimes as traction control. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that stuff's just wicked in terms of making your car just track all over the place. Uh, really bad. It's bad on a motorcycle too. Same thing. You mm. you track it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just messes you up really a lot. Jerk around. That's the scientific term. Really messes you up really a lot. Yeah. Well, that's better than track, I think. <laughs> That's, jeez, another little piece of left-handed support. This fire gets toasty, doesn't it, RJ? What do you got against left-handed people in general? Everything. They think they're so smart. They're the first guys that went out and bought EVs. As Have you noticed that? Yeah, they I do. I think so, yeah. They're all smug. They think they're special. I mean, it's the other way around. I've noticed that smart people are left-handed, but I guess you could view it the other way, <laughs> that people who are left-handed. Oh, no, I didn't say they are smart. I said they think they're smart <laughs> okay. because they're left-handed. I'm exceptional. Sam of uh, Balfour, I'm not really talking about you. So this is a, all for our James There's a benefit. correlation there. We're just having a debate over what the causality is. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, we're also having a debate about the fact of whether they are smart or not, as opposed to the self-perception that they are. Yeah. Damn it. Ask me about foosball, guys. How's foosball going, Rich? Well, it's complicated. <laughs> I'm sure glad I asked. <laughs> I'll just uh, bring you guys up to date and our listeners, and I'm going to try and move fairly quick here. So, you know, don't uh, don't buckle in and uh, follow every single thing I say. Just uh, let it wash over you like, you know, waves from the shore. So Friday night was going to be a practice session uh, at Steve's place downtown. Steve's one of the over 50 players. And so I go, sure, I'll go. So I get the instructions, what the address is on Howe Street. And uh, I take the transit my second time, I guess, since the pandemic started. And everybody's wearing masks going down there on transit. That's great. I got my podcast going, got my new Bluetooth headphones. Everything's good. Life's good. And then I get to the uh, place and uh, I punch in the number. Cam gave me the instructions. 
and uh, punch in the number and it just beeps. So I open the door and then I read Cam's instructions, which looked, you know, complicated the first time. But now once I'm in there, they're just super clear. I got to press pH. You guys press pH sometimes? Not oh, lately. This is my first time pressing pH. I think I'm entering a whole nother level. I, this, yeah, what is it? Penthouse. Oh. That's right. That's right. And I get my own dedicated elevator. Ooh. That's almost as good as riding in a Tesla, right? Yeah, it's right up. <laughs> well, it's, I told you. Right. It said there's a link, you know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, it's not Sue said, oh, is it the kind where the elevator opens and you're in his house? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, way to go, Sue, yeah. It's close to that. <laughs> you know, I had to turn left out of the elevator and there his door is left open for me. So I had it wow. in and um, I thought it was just, oh, this is a studio. But no, it's just that the area I first entered looked kind of like a studio, but it's 1,900 square foot penthouse. And it was fantastic. It was just overlooking... Granville Street. It was on Howe, but you know, you could see the Vogue sign and the Orpheum sign and they're right there. You know, you're kind of only wow. a little bit higher than them because it's the 11th floor. Fantastic. Wow. Patio. And he's got these stereo that Mike would love, you know, the Magna Planer speakers. And he's got a great big 80 inch TV with, you know, YouTube premium running as his jukebox. It's got the two tables. With little weightless objects orbiting around it, sending signals and stuff. All kinds of stuff going on in there. He had clouds installed in the ceiling, you know, (laughs) that he did himself with cotton, you know. No, uh, get out. And he had all these USB-powered kind of lighting panels that he was going to install, you know, where the, you know, kind of like a dance floor area. It's just fantastic. And so we played foosball. There were seven of us. Uh, One person wore a mask. I didn't wear a mask. To my knowledge, everybody was vaccinated, but of course, it's kind of uncomfortable to check people's credentials, so that didn't happen. Although there was a misunderstanding. I, I'm saying to Steve, I had a great conversation with him before anybody arrived, because I knew I'd be the first, because I was only 15 minutes after the start time. Oh. Right? You know how that goes, right? Oh. I said to Steve, I knew I'd be the first, because I just don't care. I'm going to come around the arrival time. And so we just had a nice, nice chat. And I said, are you vaccinated? And he goes, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, because uh, can I see? And he thought I was saying, can I see your proof of vaccination? That's what I thought you were saying, too. <laughs> no, I know. This is the way I said it. I meant to say, can I see the rest of the apartment, you know? <laughs> but I wanted to know if he was vaccinated before we got into some enclosed spaces. Yeah. But anyway, so I believe I straightened that out. Hopefully you didn't think I was just recovering from uh, <laughs> from a stupid thing to ask. But uh <laughs> Anyway, apparently it was a pretty big mess upstairs, so I didn't uh, go and see that. But uh, yeah, we had a great time there. I talked to Jerry about whether I'm going. The The remaining five people who are going really want me to go to France because then we have six and that's the minimum team size. And I'm going, I just don't know because I honestly think that there's no way if they only have six now, there's no way they'll have six in June. Well, I was going to ask you, are there another six guys just dying for your slot, but they want you because you're the king player? No, no, no. But Cam does say they can make another call for players. And we know one guy who's kind of interested, but it's it's tough to find. It's expensive. Foosball players, despite uh, Steve's penthouse, foosball players as a whole are not very uh, wealthy. And, and, you know, the game has bar origins and whatever, so... Oh, I'm just, I was just dying to know how you're going to stick handle your way around all of that. 
Yeah, it's not. Is that a, all you're going to say about it? Well, just, I don't know. If people have a lot of money, they end up skiing or yeah, um, playing hockey. <laughs> you know? But uh, he's fighting back. Yeah. So so there we are. It's now twelve forty five, and I you know I'd already done my research on when the last SkyTrain leaves. So I'm going okay. Got to go. Oh, and they go oh because foosball players. That's why they say nine, but I know them. I know that some of them will actually show up at eleven. Or midnight, actually. Mitch showed up at midnight. Mitch is the legendary best player ever in Vancouver. Was yeah. he wearing sunglasses? Yeah, and Donald Trump socks. <laughs> uh, Ironically, though. I think so. I hope so. You know, he's quite the character. Anyway, uh, so I, I say, thanks very much, Steve. Got ahead home. He says, let me give you a ride. I said, no, no, it's, it's an 11-minute walk. He goes, no, 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 no. You don't want to be walking this time of night. Because, yeah, it is kind of, you know, just at Granville. Yeah, it's the edge of Skeve Town. It's a little uh, iffy. So I go, okay, you got a point there. So so we get out in the hallway. I said, oh, 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 I forgot my mask. He says, don't put one of those on. We are uh, we don't stop at any floors on the way down. But uh, I did anyway. And so we rode down to the uh, P3 there and got in his uh, Porsche 911. <laughs> <laughs> just... You guys, I, I can see hey, that I need to get out more. It happens in threes, Skinny. Your time is a-coming very soon, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, I love this car. He took me for a ride once before, and it's just cool because it's used. It's old, and it's in good shape. And, you know, he did have to put a little money into it, but he says it's been pretty reliable, and uh, so it's just kind of fun. So we... We drive out of the parkade and up, and there is one of those classic Vancouver alleys, you know, with the dark black boxes and cables running up and down. And yeah, so uh, so then he took me, I took the SkyTrain back, got in my car, and now it's like one fifteen, and it's just a two-minute drive back to the house, five minute. Well, Shed Nation is hanging on. You know, they want to know that a Shed dog is representing at the national level. <sighs> Well, that's the other option is I could talk to Sue and we could decide, hey, why don't we do a vacation in France regardless? <laughs> and then, but even that, that depends on travel and, you know, we don't want to buy air tickets until yeah. we know whether we can actually go. And so, yeah. Yeah, I got a note. So I booked a bike tour for October of 2020. Uh, that obviously didn't come true. And I got a note from those guys last week saying... So do you want us to move this off to like next year and hopefully we could travel in Europe then? It's a terrible thing, eh? Like guys at our rich textured stage of life have to choose our events wisely because I don't know how much longer I'll be able to take European bike tours mm-hmm. and this stupid COVID thing. So if you're out there listening to this and you haven't been vaccinated, you're impinging on my ability to cash in on a bike tour. Think about that. Think yeah. how bad that makes you feel. Yeah. We'd be wide open. Yeah. If, if everyone uh, got vaccinated. Yeah, we wouldn't be having yeah. variants. We wouldn't be having all kinds of crazy stuff, damn That's it. That's right. Mm. But well, things are looking better and better and better. Not a boy, RJ. Well, no, think about it. You know, the curves are looking good. Wave force coming down. It's a, it's a slow slope, but it's a steady slope for the last couple of months. And uh, you got your 6 to 11s now getting vaccinated. Mm. I think that's going to be a huge actually. That is huge. 
And we've got us getting our boosters starting, uh, in my case, December 30th. Ooh, Sam of Balfour got a call for that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a call? Not yet, but but that's when I'll be at the six-month mark. Oh, oh, gotcha, I mean, gotcha. They are talking about maybe five months is fine now as well, but assuming that it stays at six months, um, end of December is not very far away. And PJ, you mm-hmm. got your second shot the same day? I believe I did, yeah. Is it in Moby you got yours before or after? I can't remember. But anyway, you're pretty, pretty soon. I was in June. Yeah, and we were June 30th for our second shot. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. So it's all good, I think. Yeah, the only risk factor remaining that can turn it all south is, yes, a variant, and it's a serious risk, yeah. Yep. Right, and so the government just informs you when your booster is available, right? I think I think okay. you keep your eye on the news as well oh. and know about your date, know when your six-month mark is, because you may not get a communication. I don't Maybe on that gateway site, Maybe, I don't really know. Yeah. But if you know your date, then at least then you can keep an eye on the news and contact yeah, the drug yeah. drugstore and yeah. Oh, here's a hot tip on that. If you really want to know, how do you do it? Follow, I believe follow or subscribe to our once guest, Bowen Ma, who's the MLA for Lower Lonsdale. She sends out terrific email and Instagram information packages about all what's in place and how you find out and links to where you go to book. So if you subscribe to her feed you get really good information how to go bowen i'd like to get her back on here you know else i'd like to get on here i'd like to get Lori idlaut who is the current ndp mp for nunavut she is mumalak's successor was she elected she was elected yes in the last election oh that's right because yeah mumalak was just before yeah yeah Lori idlaut won the nomination and then was elected give her a try we can find out yeah, which, what she's doing that's different from what Moonlock did. I want to get Tyler Olson on here. He's the uh, news reporter from one of the little local reporters in the Fraser Valley. So he's been all over the flooding in Abbotsford. I think, mm. I think his paper is the Abbotsford paper. And six years ago, he was doing investigative reporting oh. on the dikes. And he's been, he was sending uh, yeah. emails and calls to the communications team for the provincial government. And they're just stonewalling him. Yep. And he's going, I want to know what the plan is because he knows that, A, if there's an, an eruption on Mount Baker, the you know where the flow of the, all that stuff that comes down, the combination of lava and mud and everything, water mainly, it all is going to go right up the Sumas Valley. And so anyway, they, of course, stonewall him because that's what this province does with the news. Like they really don't like giving good information. So he just contacts the Washington guys and they just tell him right away, oh yeah, yeah, here's what's uh, missing and here's what your risks are. Oh, wow. He's been posting stuff lately that are studies like uh, simulations using computer models that show that between now and the next, I think, three, four months, there's a 10% chance that there's going to be catastrophic failures of those dams, much more than the dikes, much more than happened this time around. So one in 10. So it's probably not going to go bad, but if it does go bad, it's going to go bad in a big way. That's a pretty substantial probability, actually. So I'm just looking at his photo. I think we can call him a cub reporter. 
I mean, I, I don't think he's 22, but he's a youngish guy. He posted, he posted some graphs as well that gave me that information, but I couldn't understand the graphs. So I just replied and I said, I don't, I don't get the graphs. I don't get why the X axis seems backwards. And he sent me a reply back and it's so rare that I get a reply from anybody. I just, you know, yeah. I'm going to frame this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it up on my wall. But anyway, I think we need to get uh, Tyler Olson, cub reporter for the Abbotsford, whatever. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Because I, I also read somewhere, maybe it was in the same thread or somewhere related, that one of the issues has been that the provincial government has chosen to offload the costs of dike reinforcement and raising and all those kinds of things to municipalities. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not a provincial. So Hamlet. Whose responsibility is Highway 1, I wonder? Just, so if Highway 1 goes down because some hamlet doesn't do its job with the dike, what, are they going to put the hamlet out of business? Like who, you know, it's a pretty interesting yeah. Uh, yeah. bunch of shuffling going on there. And I bet you that guy, that Tyler, yeah, I bet you he knows all about that. I mean, he would be great. So I've followed him uh, for, for the duration of this uh, weather anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Burnaby's got a second newspaper now. So I think there there seems to be, I don't know, it just feels to me that there's a little bit of a trend backwards now, back into local journalism. Like nobody wants to read the black press anymore because they know that everything he publishes is flavored all across all his outlets in Canada. So if somebody sets up a local, actually local newspaper, there's probably an appetite for that. Yeah, and I think the Burnaby Beacon is what it's called, and and they actually got scoop. They scooped something on a on a provincial <laughs> level. I think it had something to do with pandemic, and I honestly can't remember what it was. But <laughs> I thought that was pretty. pretty that cool. is fun. Yeah, it's good. Way to go, them. Way to go, them. You'd wonder how that's going to supersede social media, but I hope I oh, they're able to I make it go. Yeah, I don't think it's supersede. I think it's always like complementary. Yeah, part and parcel. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, I'm, I know you guys will be disappointed to know that I did not bring any money-making ideas today. I did. Wow. I had one. <laughs> it was so negative, even for me, that I thought maybe not. Had to do with shower curtains. And uh, <laughs> So when you guys were kids, did your parents always knock your bedroom doors? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I just can't remember. I didn't spend much time in my bedroom, to be honest. Yeah, well, I always slept in, so there was that, right? Oh, they didn't. If it was or, morning time and I had to get up, no. My mom didn't even, she just yelled at me from Yeah, Gordy stairs. would just open the door. Yeah. yeah which was a source of great frustration for me. But that, that's what the first thing that uh, I thought of when you, when you said the uh, shower curtain was stop walking into the bathroom. Oh, no. When I'm showering. No, this had to do with somebody doing an inspection on the bathroom and wanting to know how the how it all looked, you know. Okay. No, I get it. And nagging, this bathroom is disgusting. You better clean this place. You're living here for nothing. I, you know, you can I'm just, with the parents on that one. Well, so am I because uh, I'm old. But if you know, I, it's just like the brake light idea. When like Griffin that. was in the house, his bedroom was his business, but, but the bathroom's part of the common area. And, yeah. You know, you wouldn't want it to be just disgusting. In there. Yeah. And I mean, there's lots of, lots of parents can't stand it when their kids don't keep their bedrooms tidy, even though they're full grown adults. I would say most parents can't yeah. stand it when their kids, Well, I when the, before the kids are out of the house, yeah. before the kids are, let's say out of high school. Yeah. I just used to 
cop completely out on that because I have a very clear recollection of my sainted mother becoming very frustrated with me about. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just didn't care. I abs, my clothes were everywhere. And I remember once getting in trouble because she said, well, if you keep leaving your clothes on the floor, I'm just going to throw them out. And I said, okay, (laughs) got in trouble. And then she said, I'm just going to wash them all. I can't tell which ones are clean, which one. I'm just going to wash them all. I said, okay. (laughs) Not, didn't go well. And then it was, you've got to bring your dirty clothes down to the laundry room if you want them washed. So I actually had to deal with it. But my policy ever since has been, I I really shy away from nagging the kids about their rooms because I was a horrible, in fact, I continue to be a horrible slob. Sorry, everybody. I know that's going to, you know, mar your dreamy perception of me, but I, in, in fact, am a pretty terrible slob. These guys are not though. The other shed dogs, immaculate, immaculate. Everything in its place. Oh, I always oh, had yeah. at least place two other everything. brothers in my bedroom. So I believe the door was usually open. Yeah. Yeah. And they were weird sports people. So <laughs> they were always up and gone. If, oh, any, yeah. if anybody was lounging <laughs> around, it would be me. <laughs> But I do know that we have, yeah, there's, I don't know how many bathrooms are in this house. There's not a lock on any of the bathrooms, like not, not even in, in the Airbnbs. But if the door's closed, it's a tap tap on it in case you think somebody's in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I always wondered if, you know, two couples are friends and they're going on a cruise ship and they're staying over here for a couple of nights. You know, do they have a major discussion about that? Or, or if there's kids involved, if somebody brings their teenage kids and, well, oh, yeah. no, Johnny tried to open the door when I was, in, you know. And, and then there's those houses, households where it's just the family culture. The doors are even left open while they're in there. People are sitting on the toilet and they're just talking to you out out the door. Have you never met someone like that or? Uh, uh, no, I can't say that I have. Yeah. Was, there's Bob. <laughs> ah, Bob. I guess we got to cut his name just in case he's still alive and <laughs> ends up listening to the dogs. There's old Bob in Elkford in the change rooms and there the door would just be open. He'd just leave it open. He'd be just talking to you. And I'd always be super uncomfortable uh, the, about that. The change rooms at work or at hockey here, that's a slightly different yeah, I agree. thing. You the know, culture, like, it's okay just to be taking a well, dump and have maybe the isn't thing okay. open. And it maybe isn't okay, but in those spaces, you are changing. You are seen naked in those spaces anyway. I guess Like so. you've achieved a level of intimacy that is never going to occur okay. between you and the other family you're sharing an Airbnb okay. with, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a little different, but and then, I don't think I've ever had friends who who told me that, yeah, in our house, nobody bothers. Just, and there were three of us on a foosball trip one time and- uh, and one of us would just be in the bathroom with the door open talking. But I guess that's the same thing. You're in a a, a, a hotel room or a motel room and it's a little bit, little bit more in. It's a little grayer at least. Still low. In that situation for me, that door's closed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I remember going it's all on part a, of the charm. Yeah. On a, a bond spiel to Kamloops with uh, Ogre and his dad and Ron Roberts. And we were, I don't know, somewhere just before Kelowna and we all had to go to the can. So it's, I don't know if it was a rest, I don't know where it was, but one door. So we, all four of us went in at once. 
and there's a toilet, not a cubicle, just a toilet, and I think maybe a three foot long old style mm. tin urinal and oh. a sink. Oh, right, right, right. And so we go in there, and Ogre sits down on the toilet. And I thought, whoa, <laughs> like we're all just right here. Like I, like I really went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. At the same time, oh, just to be young. <laughs> <laughs> I still uh, remember that. <clears throat> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's a lifetime memory. That's all we had for today. We are going to go home and start thinking about the Christmas that in the real world will occur in about a month and a half. But as you listen to this, I bet it's right around the corner. So I hope you're all set to have a wonderful time with your loved ones, family. Those things are different. $50 turkeys. $50 turkey or whatever you eat. I'm going to, my commitment for this year is to find a good source of vegan fake meat as opposed to the sources that I've used the last couple of times around, because they haven't been very good. You guys, just take care of yourselves. Celebrate, enjoy, feel good. Life's not terrible in spite of all the stuff that I say that sounds contrary to that. So here we go. Take care of yourselves and we'll talk soon. Merry Christmas. Bye now. Bye now.